And so we've been talking about this from the beginning of the year, and, and I, I believe God's doing something uh, because of what we're talking about. You know, it's hard to have revelation on something unless you talk about it. <laughs> and so we've been talking about getting connected. And it's really hard to, uh, it, we talked about this, it's really hard to get connected to the heart of God unless you're connected to his body. And so, you know, if you're separated, and that's one of the things that the enemy's doing in the world right now is getting people separated from each other, uh, your strength is in coming together and being together and being strong together. And so uh, we're excited about what God's doing with regard to that. And I have something today, and I just... Uh, I encourage you, every time we get into the Word of God, this is not a one-way thing. This is, a, this, is, this is us having a hunger for righteousness, something, a hunger for the seed of the Word. Amen? And so God has put something in my heart this morning that's a continuance of this, of this subject. I keep wondering how much longer we're going to go, and then it just kind of keeps going, because everything is about being connected to, to, to the heart of God. And even what we talked about last week was so precious to me is the whole purpose of Jesus coming was so that we could be with God. He came to be with us so that we could be with God. But just as he chose to be with us, we have to choose to be with him. And so uh, this is something that I want to touch on today because, man, it's so wonderful to have stuff that's real in your own life. And, you know, even sometimes when, we, uh, when we're studying uh, the word, and, and we're, we're, we're wanting to have a, a desire to know more things about God, um, it's very important, and we talked about this uh, two or three weeks ago, that, that the one thing that we really are driven by, though, is just to know him. Amen? Amen. Just to know him. So this is going to be kind of related to that today, because... Um, you know, it's really hit me how, how much darkness is in the world right now. Is anybody kind of aware of some of the darkness going on? And, we, and you can hardly help but be affected by it, right? I mean, you pull up to the gas pump and, and you know, there's some darkness staring you at the, <laughs> you know, and, and you can blame somebody, but it doesn't matter who you're blaming. There's still some darkness going on there, right? And, you know, we got this, we got this war going on. We got all this, man, this... This stuff going on that is, you know, I, I was thinking about some of the things that are accepted as normal now yeah. by some. <laughs> Just even a couple of years ago, wouldn't even have been heard of. And just because people are, it, it's a darkness. And what is darkness? That's the inability to see what is really there, to really see the truth. And that's what the enemy wants to do, is to cause there to be a darkness and an inability to perceive. And here, what, what is so necessary, and like we have a nice, um, well, our weather's kind of been a little bit weird lately, but, but normally in Texas, you can see the sky, and, and it's usually pretty hot, you know, and it's pretty uh, sunny. And, and, and what happens when the sun is shining is, man, you can drive and you can, well, don't do this, but... But you can do a lot of other things even while you're driving because, because everything is so clear. I got in trouble for this. We, <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell on myself. Can I tell on myself a little bit? We, we were living up in, in uh, Idaho, and, uh, and we, we were going to move to um, Canton, Ohio, which is, 
I don't know, 600 and some miles or something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a, it was a long trip in a, in a U-Haul truck, you know. And there is nothing on the road in between Idaho and, well, a large portion of it anyway. It's, so I used the time while I was driving to read a book also. <laughs> now, I developed my skills at this from, <laughs> I had a paper out <laughs> a long time ago up in Oklahoma. And man, I could throw papers and... And, she, and it was a five-speed manual transmission, a little Datsun diesel pickup. You know, man, I could, I could throw the papers out the side and over the top and everything else and wrap them and fold them and do everything. Man, you know what? As long as you can see where you need to go, you're okay, right? But, you know, once it gets dark out, you better have some light. Are you going to go in a ditch or you're going to run into something and... You need some help, don't you? When there's darkness, you need a light. Amen? And it's so important to the quality of that light and for it to be something that is, is pointed in the right direction. You know? And so, and it needs to not just be something that, that you just turn on just when you need it. It needs to be something that you're very familiar with and something that you're living by. And so we, we have a huge darkness. It's like a cloak upon us right now. And I, and I just want to address that. I know, I know I'm speaking to the choir and, you know, we're all just a bunch of lights here today. And, but we need to be reminded of what these things are. And uh, there, there's, there's something about what we have in Jesus coming to be with us. He's, he's come to be a light. He's come to be a light for us in this darkness. And we need to not be moved by the darkness. Right. Amen? Yeah. We need to not be disrupted by the darkness. Because we have a light. Yeah. Well, sometimes all it takes is just a little bit, you know? Just to be able to see what you need to see. Sometimes we're wanting to, we're, we're looking for a light. We're looking for something that's going to help us. And, and it's just amazing to me how people, are to, they use this phrase, uh, and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And they're spouting this nonsense and calling it truth and, and projecting this. And the blind are leading the blind into, into, a, into a pit, into the darkness, Right? And so uh, it's not enough to just assume there's, there's a part of our heart, and we talked about on this on Wednesday, there's a part of our heart that knows when it's the truth, when it's coming from our Father God that we need to be sensitive to, right? But, and I want to encourage us in this, in the midst of what seems to be very dark, there needs to be an understanding that the light is already shining. The light has, is bigger than any darkness that's going on. The light that we have, and, and we begin to magnify that, all right? So let's look at John, John 1, 1. Man, John had, a, John had a, a perception of Jesus that was really precious, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a passionate relationship with Jesus, and he had an understanding of, 
of this relationship between the word and who Jesus is. So let's look at this. From the beginning, there's, there's a light shining, whether or not it is understood. And sometimes I think when we go to this, we need to have an understanding, first of all, <laughs> an understanding that we don't understand everything. You know, that's the best way to learn something. You know, I, I've gone, uh, I've taught guitar and I've had instructors that were teaching me guitar and I found on both sides of it, it's a whole lot better if you don't go in assuming that you already know something. Does that make sense? Because <laughs> I've had instructors trying to teach me stuff and I think, well, I can already do it this way, you know, and it's debilitating from learning. So. Even though it's not understood, even though we're not there completely, there needs to be this revelation that a light is shining. <laughs> in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was what? The light. Of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You know, sometimes I think we can be too impressed with something that is really so much less. You know what I mean? There's some, there, every talking head spouting a bunch of nonsense and darkness, and it, cause, it causes this cloak of oppression to tempt to overtake us. And I love what this says. And the light shines. It's not fixing to shine. <laughs> if you're a Texan, you know, it's not, a, it's not a getting ready to, to, to shine. It's been shining from the beginning. And, and the wonderful thing about the saying that the word... <laughs> was from the beginning, is what the word does is it shines light. And it brings revelation. Amen? Okay, let's keep going here. So darkness is ineffective in God's light. It's amazing how much re revelation David had. And, and part of what, what we're going to get to today, what made, what made David so open to revelation even when he would go to sing and something would just come out of the inside of him and it would be like this amazing revelation of who God is. You know what I mean? And part of that he got when he was a little kid out in the prairie with the lambs and he began to acknowledge God. Just simply acknowledging God. His presence, the presence of God. And to him, it became a light that shone on everything else. He gets out on the battlefield with a giant. <laughs> and because he knows God, and he knows what God has said about him, a light is shown on that giant that nobody else sees. Do you see that? And all the other, all the other army men, you know, all the other mighty men, quote unquote, you know, all the older brothers that look like they should have been the king, right? What are they doing? They're trembling 
under what looks like a darkness. Oh, there's an ominous giant out there. Oh, none of us can do anything against him. But what happens when you've been looking in the face of God? What happens when you've been allowing the light of God's presence to shine? And what he said to mean more to you than the light or than the darkness. Amen? What you're doing is you're shining a light right on the subject that is causing everybody else to tremble. Amen? <laughs> so, Psalm 139, 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me. Sometimes we have to, you know, assume the role a little bit. Am I assuming the role kind of? I have some relatives that are really actors. I mean, they're, 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 they're the real deal. So they would probably think this is... But it's kind of fun anyway, right? Surely the darkness shall fall on me. Even the night shall be light about me. Don't you like that? When I'm saying that surely the darkness shall fall on me, and this is what I want us to see... In this world that we're in right now, it looks like a surely the darkness will fall on me kind of a thing. If you listen, I don't care who you're listening. Well, there's probably some positive places. But if you're, if you're watching the news at all, it's like, oh, my goodness, how much worse can it get? You know, How much more prevalent and powerful can darkness get? I don't know. Surely the darkness is going to fall on me. But don't you like this next statement? Even the night shall be light about me. Amen? Here's what God does. is He takes the, the, the most ominous darkness and he just extinguishes it ability, its ability to hide anything. Right? Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. Isn't that amazing? The darkness and the light are both alike to you. God is not impressed by any darkness. Amen? Have you ever been? I guess partly why I'm saying this is, man, I feel this sometimes. Am I just being like unspiritual or something? It's coming at us, isn't it? And it's very important for us not to just be like anybody else. To get the spirit of David. But the only way that comes is if we're walking in the light. Okay. All right. I got ahead of myself just a little bit, but we'll get there. All right. Where the, where the word brings clarity, it brings light for a walk. Because here's, here's what the enemy, here's what darkness does. Is, is it, it hides things from you and it causes fear to rise. Amen? I mean, I don't like to say amen because we don't want that to happen, right? But that's what it does, <laughs> right? <laughs> and what does it do? It constricts your ability to do what you should do. And this goes right to the realm of faith because what is, what is faith without action? It's dead. So what darkness does is it comes to extinguish faith. By extinguishing the confidence to do what you need to do. Does that make sense? 
So what the word of God does is it comes in, it shines a light and says, okay, this is what you can do with confidence. Amen? Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. What I love about this, is anybody qualify as simple? I, some, I think sometimes we need, to, we need to assume the role of the simple so that we can be the taught. Amen? And say, God, I'm here to allow your word to shine on this. And not to put my interpretation on it and say, yeah, but... Or don't you know the real circumstance? No. There's no darkness that God's impressed by. And there's no darkness that his light won't penetrate. Amen? So this is, what we're talking about here is a connection with God that will go right to the rubber on the road beneath us. Amen? (laughs) And it will be something that we can apply in a great way. I, you know, I, I believe we've already done it here this morning. Have we acknowledged God's presence? You know, I love this song that, that Lindsay was singing about. He's in, he's in the waiting. But he's not just there to console you. <laughs> he's not there just to say, I understand how bad you feel, and, and I'm going to help you even though you feel bad. Now, keep feeling bad. <laughs> it's not that. He wants to shine a light and say, you know what? There's an answer for you right now. What is this waiting time? It's when you're actually looking at the light. You're shining a light. If you're not shining a light in the waiting, you're just going to stay in the waiting. You got to shine a light or you're just going to stay where you're at. Amen? Okay. Let's go on. So Daniel talks about Daniel. Remember how Daniel and... and, uh, um, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they were both put through trials, weren't they? Remember, um, they didn't like how successful Daniel was, so they said, if you bow down to anybody but the king, you're going to go to the lions. But he had other revelation, didn't he? He had, he had other light. So what did he do? He went ahead and kept bowing. But what made all of them different wasn't just a once a week experience with God. He was bowing continually throughout the day. It was his way of life. It wasn't just something that he was, you know, putting in his obligation to. It, trans- it, it, it transformed his whole life. So, if you could kind of hang with me on this. Is and are are representations of a walk versus just a diversion. So when you're going on a path, you know, you can take a, a rabbit trail, you know. And Sunday can be your rabbit trail just to go hang out with God a little bit. But I guarantee you're not going to the lions if you're just having diversions with God. Amen? Because it's going to be a way of life that points you out to the darkness and causes you to be a problem. Right? It's going to be something that you're known for this. 
right? You're known for being in the presence of God. So Daniel, this, is, this, this was his problem, if you can call it that. It was kind of a problem. He had to spend a night in the, in the, in the, with, the, with the lions. But, you know, he probably had a good time. Don't you like the pictures of him, like, laying his head on the lion, you know, and, and you know, and the lion scratching his back? <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one, but it would be kind of fun to see, right? I have heard of you. And who's talking here? The king is talking to him, right? I have heard of you. That the spirit of God is in you. This kind of sounds to me like that. The light is shining kind of a thing. This is not, this, this is a way of life. This is a walk of life. This is a, what kind of person are you? Well, the spirit of the Lord is. Isn't this important? You know, I, I want to challenge us in this, especially if you've known the Lord since you were a little child. Please, <laughs> let's don't put up with halfway stuff or, or what we think we've known before. Yes. Amen? Yes. I'm not saying that you don't know God, but man, we have to, it, it has to be who we are. Yes. If his light is shining, Amen. it's going to have to be a walk and not a diversion. Yes. I have heard of you that the spirit of God is in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Here's what happens. If you're going to be in the light of God's presence, he's going to be showing stuff. What a light does is it brings revelation. And in the, in the presentation of revelation is understanding, wisdom that makes you able to stand out. Amen? <laughs> so in the middle of this, of this world right now, what the enemy's wanting to do is to crush faith. You know, you take God out of, and, and this is, our, this is the, our peril in America right now, yes. is you never hear God even mentioned on any of these shows. Do you? They're trying to decide whether or not you can teach children the most abhorrent things. And they don't even bring up the, the, the reality that this is a, an opposing ideology. It's not science. It's a form of belief. Somebody's believing this. And you can't talk about Jesus at all in church because it would be church versus state kind of a thing. But this is a belief system that they got going on, and it's from the pit of hell. Right? And what's happening with, with Christians, I'm, I'm so thankful for parents standing up. But it's amazing how, how everything gets so twisted, and if we're not careful, we get impressed by that. We get... We get we, 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 we're afraid because of it. What might happen? And, and God says, you know what? what you, the light you have will, will take you to be able to do. You know, here's, here's one of the challenges for me. It's because whenever I see some of this stuff, what rises up in me, and I would call it righteous indignation against people that are 
proposing this kind of stuff. But just retaliation and, and, and being um, personally antagonistic about it is, might not be the heart of God. And that's why even in, in this realm, what we need to be doing is, is not just getting upset and go, you know, I, I went to, a, I went to a, um, a board meeting, a school board meeting, and uh, <laughs> I sat right on the front row. I didn't realize, <laughs> and I didn't come prepared to say anything, but, but you know, a lot, of, a lot of people get, you know, they get banners and they get things going on, and some of that needs to take place, I'm sure. But what are we supposed to be doing? We're actually supposed to be caring. You know what? Each person that is, has an identity problem with their gender and everything else, you know what? They are a precious child of God. And they're deceived. They're in darkness. And there is a way that God needs us to be doing what we need to be doing. But it's not going to come from a source of anger and hatred. Amen? Amen. It's going to have to come from a place where God directs us to. That's where it's his light shining on it. And not just our anger. Because, man, I get angry. And I start making it a personal thing. And I start calling people idiots and stuff, you know. (laughs) And I'm not sure if that's God's heart. (laughs) Well, maybe I am sure that it's not his heart, right? (laughs) But there is a way because I'm thinking, you know what, how can I get, how can I say something in a way that's going to reflect the heart of God and not just turn people off? Because that's a big reason why a lot of this stuff has happened. They've seen from the church just a lot of I'm better than you and you're going to hell stuff. And God cares about everybody. Amen. I didn't mean to go there, but you know. We're there anyhow. <laughs> this, is, this is the state we find ourselves in though, isn't it? And you know what's really interesting about this is there's nothing new going on right now. The same thing happened uh, in Rome, in Italy. The same kind of stuff brought down that, that empire. A bunch of immoral people that thought they knew better. You know? <laughs> so... Let's keep going. (laughs) So Psalm 56. There is deliverance and security of of footing that enables a walk in the light. So what God wants to do is not to just be exposed to the light, but to walk in the light. To where that wisdom, so like what Daniel said about Daniel, that man, this guy knows God, and he has the understanding and the wisdom. Because it didn't do any good for Daniel just to bow several times a day. He needed to display what he found in the presence of God, which was wisdom and understanding. Amen? God needs us right now. Isn't that amazing? We get to live in this time right now. You know, wouldn't it have been great to be there, you know, when the sea was being parted and all that kind of stuff? You know, those guys want to be us. You know? When Jesus is coming. In the last days, right? Psalm 56, 3, 13. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling? 
that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Isn't that amazing? Man, that's so stinking poetic. That's just so wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> you know, sometimes we can be so led by our souls that we're, we're allowing ourselves to be oppressed in our souls. And, 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 and David said, you know what? You've delivered my soul for a purpose. Amen? You know, sometimes we can be so caught up in, in trying to know God to, about fixing us. He's already fixed us so that we can walk. So that we can walk, so that we can be. So that our, that our, our walk, you know, and, and, and the enemy wants to just keep us in this darkness. And I'm still bound. I'm still, I'm still dealing with this. I'm still de- and, 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 and he's successfully doing that a lot of times. But Jesus came to completely deliver us. For a purpose. Not just so that we can be delivered and, and, and have a, you know, have the chains taken off. <laughs> what are the chains taken off for? So that you can walk. So that you can start acting and, and doing the things that God shows you to do. Amen. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling that I may, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? So the light for the walk is from his presence, his word, and his revelation. Man, I want to encourage us in this. How much do we just acknowledge the light of God throughout the day? I'm, I'm being encouraged in this because, you know, the enemy wants to, to mess with us. And sometimes we're, we try to, we try to, and we need the word of God, and that's part of this. But we need to acknowledge his presence. Yeah. All right, let me keep going with this, because this is really precious. Only from the word of the Lord is there a possibility for peace and removal of war. This is an interesting, this is an interesting passage, because you know what's happening in the world right now is there's a lot of ideology going on. And it's only in the, in the wisdom of God that this is going to take place. Isaiah 2, verse 3. Many people should come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares. And their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come and let us do what? Walk in the light of the Lord. This is going to happen eventually. And it's good to know this right now. That all this other nonsense going on is not going to win. Amen? And we can get hooked up with what is winning right now. It, this light is shining right now. It's, it, it's shining in this darkness right now. And it needs to be where we put our focus. We can actually walk in this light. Even though we're in the darkness, we don't have to be overwhelmed by the darkness. If we're walking in the light, in the presence of God, in his word, and the revelation that comes from his word, it's not just enough to get the word. How many times have you had the word and you didn't have its revelation? That comes by the Spirit. Amen? 
All right, let me keep going. Some good stuff here. This good this morning? Aren't you glad you salivated? Got, got your palate already? All right. So knowing the joyful sound of worship is part of this walking in the light, okay? So what we've done this morning is we've lifted up our voices, and this is something that, I man, I encourage you. Take the lid off the sound. There's a sound that the light makes that reveals that you're seeing the light. It's, it's kind of like when your team is winning, you just can't help but shout, right? And it's known who your team is by who you're shout, when you shout, right? Kind of the same way with, with being in the light. You cannot actually see God, actually be impressed by him, actually hear what he's saying without there being an eruption of sound. Amen. Okay, Psalm 89, 15. Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Now, when you say know the joyful sound, that, that means not just recognize it, know how to make it. Know how to make that sound. Amen? They, they walk, O oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. Amen? You know what he occupies? The praises, the ones that know the joyful sound. It's not a mournful sound. It's a, it's a sound that represents the presence of God. And you know what is in the presence of God? Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Not just a little bit, but a fullness of joy. Amen? But what does it say? It doesn't say that they just have a uh, Chris Tomlin encounter. They just went to a concert that was really good. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't just a visitation. No. It was a walkation. <laughs> you know, where you're actually walking in this, where it goes with you wherever you go. Amen. Does that sound like what we've been brought to in Him? He didn't say, okay, now I'm just going to tease you. You're just going to get a little bit of me once in a while if you just go to the right place and you hear the right song. And only certain songs are going to bring this to you. And so, no, we get to walk in this. Amen? They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all day long. And in your righteousness they are exalted. Oh, there's two parts to this. When you are exalting God, when you're magnifying God, what he does is he comes in and he becomes the lifter of your head. And he causes what you're doing to prosper for his glory. Amen? Isn't that good? Oh, look, there's some more here. Yay. For you are the glory of their strength. Isn't that something? And in your favor, our horn is exalted. Isn't that cool? There's two sides to this light thing. In his favor, we are exalted. Oh, let's keep going. All right. I got some more. So in Christ, this is translated from darkness to light. So we, we've been looking in the Old Testament. Isn't it amazing? That this is a reality of God even before Jesus. This is the heart of God. 
He wants to be our God. He wants to walk with us. He doesn't want to just be an encounter. He wants to be with us in every step that we're taking. He, you know what? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever been trying to teach somebody how to do something? And man, you can do it with effortless, effortlessly. And you see them struggling with it. And you say, oh, just let me show you how to do that. You ever done that? It's like, oh, just let me show you how. And, and let's do it together a little bit. And man, you'll be able to do it too. I think God's like that with us all the time. He says, you know what? Quit trying to just do it yourself. Let me be there with you. But I can't come unless you allow me to. <laughs> right? I think he's so anxious to be walking with us, moving with us, living with us continually. And he's saying, but I, you're going to have to want me. You're going to have to talk to me. You're going to have to acknowledge me. So Colossians 1, it, it gives this revelation of this is actually what's happened for us in Christ. It's kind of like that light already shining. When we receive Christ, we are taken from the kingdom of darkness. It's not the Old Testament now. It's not something that we're just recognizing. We've actually been taken from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Giving thanks unto the Father which has, has made us Man, how did I get the King James in there? All right. <laughs> I forgot to switch it over. Which, <laughs> all right. Can y'all handle a half in there? Yeah. All right. Which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of who? The saints in light. Oh, we've been, we've been translated. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. This is where we've been taken to. We've been delivered from that power already. Can we keep going? In Jesus' presence, there's a beam of life's light. Don't you like this? So Jesus actually said this about himself. Then Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. We're wanting revelation. We're wanting freedom from darkness. Jesus says, I am the light. Amen? I know we've already heard this. But can we go somewhere we haven't gone before just and say, God, just make this more real to me in a, in a special way. Amen? Because I'm going to have to actually live in this. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not do what? Shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Isn't that wonderful? So there's going to be a necessity in us that, it's like Paul said, I believe, that it's going to be something I'm going to continually press towards. Accessing. The presence of Jesus like never before. All right. So let me just look at what, what a walk is real quick because sometimes we think, well, that's just going, you know, taking a walk. <laughs> but here's the definition in the New Testament of this walk. Uh, and this is the Thayer's definition. It, to walk is to make one's way to progress, to make due use of opportunities. Isn't that interesting? So there's opportunities that were given around us 
But it's very important when there's an opportunity to be able to access it, to do something with it, right? And so this walk enables you to take opportunities that are there. How many opportunities do we have in Christ? Amen? But walking in the light enables fulfilling those opportunities, those potentials. The Hebrew for to live, to regulate one's life, to conduct oneself, to pass one's life. Isn't that good? So this isn't just going for a walk. This is your life. It's everything about who you are. Right? All right, can we keep going here? Getting a whole bunch of word here real quick, right? Whole bunch of light. We're just shining a whole bunch of light. All right. This is a floodlight. <laughs> okay. Where you walk determines your light identity. So where you choose to walk, we were shown we don't have to walk in darkness anymore, right? Because we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But you have to choose to walk. And where you choose to walk is, determines who you are. Your identity. Okay? It's not enough to just say, well, I can take it or leave it. No, you are something. Where you choose to walk. If you're walking in darkness, that's your identity. And it doesn't matter what Jesus has already done for you. If you choose to walk in darkness, it's your identity. Right? Okay. Ephesians 5.8. For you were, one, you were once, it doesn't say you were once in darkness, does it? says you were once darkness because that's where you walked. But now you are what? Not in light. You are light. This is about identity, isn't it? <laughs> you know, some people, don't you wish you could just take some people that have an identity issue and just say, I want to introduce you to the one that made you and show you how you can actually be who you were made to be. Amen? Because he says this in the next sentence here. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what is acceptable to the Lord. All right. Here's one of the most precious things that I, I believe God wants for us. Is we have flesh issues don't we? We have things that are, that are struggles for us. And what they do is they, they challenge our identity. Even though we might be born again, you know, we have a, we have a flesh issue. And what it wants to say is, uh, you, you might have, you know, committed to Jesus, but look at what you're doing, you know. And it doesn't do any good to say, well, grace has covered all of it. If you already know what you're doing, you still have an identity of darkness if you're walking in darkness. And what we're called to in this is not to try to just not walk in darkness. I think so much of the time we're trying to not walk in darkness. What grace does is grace doesn't come to do away with darkness. It comes to lead you into light. So that instead of trying to overcome darkness by focusing on darkness, you overcome darkness by walking in light. Man, this is better than you're realizing here. <laughs> it really is. It's an answer. Because what God wants us to do is he said, just take me into those moments when you feel overwhelmed by your flesh. 
Don't try to act like you have to run away from me because you're not being good. No, I've come to be with you. I've come to shine light in that moment. This is where love is enabled. This is where you can actually walk in love as you're walking in light. You can't walk in love without walking in light because it's in his presence that you have revelation of what you can do, that you are not able to do without that light. All right, are we going too deep into this? This is good, though, isn't it? So, the light is not just ours, but when walked in, joins us in fellowship. How many uh, have, a, have a porch light on the back of your house? It's amazing how all those winged creatures, they don't, they don't get their own access to that light when they go to that light, they join with all the other winged creatures. <laughs> Here's what's precious about this is, is when you're walking in the light, you cannot walk in the light alone. Because when you're, the light that you're drawn to, the light that is, is illuminating something for you, is illuminating it for the body of Christ. And part of its illumination is to bring you together with the body of Christ. Amen? Okay. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You don't get to just, God's going to forgive me. He will, he'll forgive us. But you know what he's saying? Let's live in a light that is uncompromising. Amen? And if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. It does no good to know the truth if you're walking in the darkness. You can't say the truth made you free if you're walking in darkness. You know what precedes that statement of you'll know the truth and it'll set you free? It'll say that you've been continuing in the light that you've been given. And then you'll know the truth. And then you'll be free. Right? It requires this walking in the light that we've been given. If we say that we have fellowship with him that says, I know God. I know the man upstairs. <laughs> he's not just going to be upstairs. He's going to be right here. He's going to be downstairs. <laughs> like with you right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> if, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, not just in our own light, in our own revelation, no, as he is in the light. Amen? Oh, there needs to be a, 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 a cultivating of this. Oh, Father, you are here with me right now. You're a holy Father. Oh, Father, I, I just messed up, but, but thank you that you forgive me and you don't, you don't expel me from your presence. You're here right now. Oh, shine your light again. Oh, I welcome you right now. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, what happens? 
You know what the previous verse said? If we claim to have fellowship with God and walk in darkness, we lie. And it's interesting that the very next phrase doesn't just say that we'll have fellowship with God. What does it say? We'll have fellowship with each other. With one another, right? Why? Because you know who that person is sitting next to you right now? That's Christ. This is why it's, it's so essential to be hooked together with the body of Christ. Amen? Because the body of Christ is Christ. That's the way God sees it. Amen? So if we're going to walk in his light, what it's going to do is it's going to connect us to the part of the body that is so precious that Jesus came and gave his life so that we can be a part of it. Amen? And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't say we get cleansed and then we enter into fellowship. Our cleansing actually comes in fellowship. Amen? One of the best things you can do to overcome something in your flesh is not to isolate and say, I'm going to go fix it by myself on the mountaintop somehow. Because it'll just follow you to the mountaintop. Where you go is you go where light is being shown. And you get in where fellowship is and, and light is being shown and darkness cannot remain. Amen? But if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So get over whether or not you've sinned or not. Right? Don't try to, guilt doesn't fix sin. The light fixes sin. Amen. <laughs> so feeling bad and trying to get over it does not help at all. No, everybody is as sin. So just join the crowd and apply the blood. Amen. And be a part of the body. Uh, if we say that we're not sinning, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. All right, let's keep going. First Thessalonians. Oh, let's go to that next one, please. <laughs> to be awake is to be in the light, aware of the true time. So I really like this because the big thing that's going on in the world around us that's really causing a lot of darkness is trying to tell us that we are asleep and we need to become woke. And I like how the, that the word has something to say about this. So we, we'll look and see what the word says about this, all right? But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. What are we going through right now? We're going through the day of the Lord, I believe. I believe Jesus is getting ready to come back, and I know that's been said for a long period of time. But we are supposed to live as if he's coming back right now. Amen? So to have that kind of a perspective, we have to be looking to the light. We have to be wanting it, right? You are all sons of light and the sons of the day. We are not of the night or nor of darkness. If we're going to perceive what's coming up, we're going to have to be walking in the light. You cannot see the things that the light exposes if you're walking in the darkness, okay? Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let, 
Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So there's an opportunity for us in the light to walk as if we're in the light. Amen? In holiness and purity. This isn't condemnation. You know, I've grown up in, in, and there can be preaching against certain things. You know, and, and, and there will be evidence. There, are, are, there will be fruit of righteousness. But how do you get to that? Not by condemning for certain things. But actually acknowledging what Christ has already done to shine light on that. Amen? All right, let's keep going. 1 Peter 2, 9. Can you believe we've come this far already? You want a little bit more? In his light, there's purpose and praise. So 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Don't you like that? You feel special? Just say, say this with me. I am special. You kind of have to kind of Texanize it a little bit. Special. Special. Yeah. I am special. We just need to say law a little bit more on being special, right? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim. What is this about? Being his special people that have been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is our purpose. And this is what I see for us as a body here that we're going towards. Amen? Are you with me on this? We have to be living in the light if we're going to be able to proclaim the light. It's not enough to just know all the lyrics to the songs. It has to be coming from a vessel that knows the one that the song's lyrics are about. Amen? That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of what? Darkness into his marvelous light. Amen? Who once were not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. This goes to everything about this conflict of who we are, whether we're condemned or not because of what we've done. And we get in the presence of God and he washes us clean. Amen? No longer does the darkness have any hold on us at all. Amen? We need to be victorious in this time, especially in this time. You know when the light is most prevalent and powerful is when the dark is the greatest. Amen? So we need to know who we are. We're the chosen generation. We're special. We're a royal priesthood. For what purpose? Proclaiming the praises of our God. Hallelujah. Who called us out of darkness. We're not in this thing that's around us. We might have darkness all around us, but we aren't walking in it. We're walking free from it. Amen? Praise God. Can you handle this a little bit more? All right, I got one more passage here. In the light of God's presence, everything already ours for life's goodness and perfection. So here's, here's the thing. We do have needs in our life. We do have the things that, that God's going to bless us with. 
but they need to follow us. As we're going towards the light, those things need to be put in the category of they're already mine. Amen? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of what? Lights. Part of the revelation that will come in the light of God's presence in his word is that he's already provided all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we have all grace that will cause us to abound in every situation. Amen? But that doesn't just work to confess that apart from the light of his presence. This is what I want to encourage us in. Let's get really passionate about the presence of God continually. And then allow the truth, the promises from the word to come from a relationship. That they're coming from from this father that we know continually. This father of lights. Amen? With whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's not going to vary from this at all. He's not like the world. He's not like the darkness that's around us. It's not shifty. He's the same all the time. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Can you stand up with me? Let's just say a, a few things to confirm this in our hearts. Is this born witness with your heart this morning? Though there is great darkness all around, I choose to walk in the kingdom of light where I've been taken to in Christ. Amen? You know, it's, 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 it's important to hear that we should do this, but it's even more important for us to say that we're going to do it. Amen? We put ourselves on record, and now we're committed to it, right? Let's say it again. Though there is great darkness all around, I choose to walk in the kingdom of light where I've been taken to in Christ. Is that good? All right, let's say this next one. As the light of the Lord is continually shining with his presence and revelation of truth, the walk of my life will be right there with him without diversion. Amen? So his light is continually shining, but I'm going to say I'm going to be there with him. All right, that's good. Let's say this next one. Steps taken in the light are made to join together with others in his body that strengthen, encourage, and empower for projecting his light to the world. That means I'm going to be connected with his body. Amen? Let's say this again. Steps taken in the light are made to join together with others in his body that strengthen, encourage, and empower for projecting his light to the world. Okay, one more. Every good and perfect thing that I need for life comes in the light of God's presence where I walk continually with freedom and boldness.